hope your day is full of red and white tents and bearded women and clowns. You got to have clowns and lions. Are lions still in the circus or did they stop that? Remember in the 90s, you could have elephants and tigers and shit in the circus. Times have changed, guys, but I hope your day is full of circus-like things because life is, in fact, a circus, motherfucker. Let's get into it. We have an amazing episode of Shank for you this week with Emma Willman. But before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Emma Willman, there's just a few things I want to tell you about. First, I'm going to be performing tonight at the Hollywood Improv. That's right. Tonight, Wednesday, whatever date today is, that's where I'm. I think it's the 7th. Yes, the 7th. I'm going to be at the the improv lab and then I'm going to be at the improv again on Saturday and I have so many different show dates coming up. You can find all of my show dates online at Princess Shank on Instagram and Twitter as well. I always post everything there. Also make sure to subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Sarah Weinchink for bonus footage and videos and pics that you're not going to get on regular social media stuff. And then I try to do some ad-free content as well. Um, before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Emma Willman, there's just one thing I want to tell you about, and that's Oh Yeah Socks. Oh yeah. Look down at your feet right now. Are you wearing socks? If you're not wearing socks, ask yourself why. Socks are essentially are essential. They protect your most valuable asset. Toes, your toes, your toes are not just toes. They're a form of currency now, bitch. It's 2023. Protect them. Don't be showing people your toes for free. Get a pair of Oh Yeah socks. They have so many different socks to choose from. Whether you're into aliens or Dungeons and Dragons or the Brady Bunch, there's a pair of socks for you. Shop Oh Yeah, that's three O's, H-Y-E-A-H dot com. Discount code Sarah, S-A-R-A 10 for 10% off unique sock designs. And what I love about them is that they collaborate with different artists to bring really fun, unique socks. And they make great gifts. Here, happy Father's Day. Have a pair of socks. Here, congrats on graduating. I would have spent more money, but socks are within my budget, especially with Shank's discount code, Sarah10. Oh yeah, make it happen, guys. Um, All right, let's get into this week's episode of Shank with the one. Oh wait, before we get into this week's episode of Shank, I just want to also remind you guys, I've dropped merch. That's right. I have merch for Shank and I have merch for this bitch. So you can find all of that in my link tree on Instagram. And yeah, make sure to support the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. And let's get into this week's episode of Shank with Emma Wilman. Everyone, here it is. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Shank. I'm Sarah Weinshank, and today's guest is the one, the only comedian, Emma Willman. What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is our first time meeting. Yes. I'm super excited because I see your clips online, and they're so fucking funny. I appreciate that. And I hit you up, and I was like, if you're ever in L.A. So we booked this a really long time ago. We did. Which doesn't happen often. And we followed through. We followed through. And we both have ADD, so like props all around. Hell yeah. We're both unmedicated for our ADD <laughs> currently, too. We established that quick. Yeah. I lost my pills. Me too. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm not medicated. Me either. I should be. Me too. <laughs> I did just actually start taking Vyvanse again. Okay. So well, I, that's that's less aggressive yes, than Adderall. Yes. Very much so. When you were on Adderall, did you feel like it was so drying for your skin? 
Ooh, I don't even know if I clock that, but maybe because it made me so turbed up where it could have definitely made like mess up making me have dry skin would be, I would get so focused. It was like too focused. Like it wasn't like, (laughs) yeah, wasn't a good focus. It was like, you couldn't deter me from whatever I was doing that I bet I would not drink water at all. Like I could so see that because I would just be like, no time for water must, whatever the hell I thought I had to do. Must go on. Must go on TikTok. TikTok. (laughs) I was on TikTok at when my Adderall, when I was taking Adderall, which was like three years ago and I'd taken a break from it. I was back on, it was like right when TikTok came out. My TikTok use, I checked it. It went up, I think it was like 4,000%. No. Yeah. Just scrolling. 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 What is your TikTok algorithm like? Like What is, is it all over the map? Or have they figured you out yet? They figured me out. What is it? Okay. It is, (laughs) it's protein powder. Okay. It's chiropractor (laughs) adjustments. No, chiropractor adjustments? Yep. And then the creamy, have you ever heard of the creamy? No, what's the creamy? It sounds a lot more fun than it is. It definitely sounds like a sex. It does. Yeah, it's this, I mean, it's, it is slightly sexual. It's this like ice cream maker machine that Ninja makes and it no. makes everything into an ice cream. It's really, I just ordered one. <laughs> no, you ordered a creamy? Yeah, I ordered it. <laughs> really? Can we pull up what a creamy it looks, looks like? I mean, I'm in that algorithm deep. Like I've saved like 700 recipes and it mine hasn't even come yet. Oh my It's got God. me good. What's, what is your algorithm? Mine is like, um, inspirational videos. I like that too. Like, um, woo woo bitch stuff. I love woo woo stuff. Of like, it's a full moon. This is what I'm doing. Like that type of stuff. Totally. And then inspirational quotes, sometimes like psychedelic inspirational stuff, mm. like Alan Watts or Terrence McKenna. And then lots of animals. I was on the animal one, like cute puppy one. And then I got off of that. And now sometimes what'll pop up is it'll be like, like cat protects someone from crazy dog, but I'm a, a dog person. So it's not, they're missing the mark a little with that. Yeah. I'm a dog person too. Do you ever get um like the sexual assault ones? No. So this is what, this will throw me for a loop. I'll be like vibing to my fucking creamy stuff. Like, well, that's nice. It's not, look at, and so anything, it turns it into an ice cream. What? I know. You, you, like, Are you making commission? No. <laughs> Discount code I Wellman. Even, I haven't even tried one yet. Like, <gasps> Watch it be like, a t- I like hate the thing, but like the way they make it on TikTok looks real good. And it's like 200 bucks. Yep. For, for all ice creams. Everything's an ice cream. So you're an ice cream maker now. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Hopefully. Do you think you'll use it? I hope to God. There's been a real buildup. There's been a real, I mean, like, what is that bright blue thing? Like I want it all. Yeah. Make an ice cream at home. So you can just put anything in there. And yeah. Be- so you make a healthy ice cream. So like you could put, I don't even know what, just the different types of milks and then boom, it's ice cream, ice cream milk. Now you it's just not milk. You get real woo woo with it. You could put goji berries and shit love in to. there. Absolutely. <laughs> done and done. I done. Love, you'd love to. Love a superfood. Love a love superfood. Love a superfood. Who does it? I, but mine will be all that. And then every now and then, and I'll be like, just like scrolling through. And then I'll, then I'll be this like really jarring thing where it'll be like, my uncle touched me when I like really, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, Oh shit. And I feel when those pop up, I don't want to scroll. It feels like rude to the person. Like I'm like, the oh, least I'm I, like, can do, I don't want to hear about your assault. You'll scroll it. Yeah. Maybe I should. Cause I'm like, I'm like, but I don't know what I'm looking up that then's like making this pop up. I guess now as I'm in it because it's like, I will watch it. Cause I, but I'm like, I'm like, I guess the least I can do is listen to you talk about your cousin or whatever. <laughs> your weird uncle. Your weird uncle. <laughs> Thanksgiving. I'm on weird uncle TikTok, but I gotta yeah. bring me back to the fucking ice cream for the love of God. Oh my God. Such a fine. Oh, you know what? One of my favorite things mm. on TikTok now is Ozempic. I haven't got on that, which thank God, because I need to not go on that. 
it's dangerous. Exactly. It's like these these bitches are like shooting themselves up. They're like, it doesn't even hurt. Blood's pouring yeah, out. Right. I'm like, it feels like it hurts. Yeah. It looks like it hurts. And then they're like, I'm having just a few side effects. Like I'm constipated. I'm nauseous. I'm like, None of that sounds fun. Like totally. being nauseous and constipated 24-7. Nauseous and constipated? That's like rough. Oh, that's rough. Being nauseous alone. Right. Being constipated alone. Nauseous and constipated. Nauseous and constipated. Do they, are they pro it still or are they like, this is a mistake? Most people who are on it are pro it. Okay. And then like the thing that's crazy is this, it's like, it's, it's doing something to me because I'm seeing mm. these bitches and they're like losing 40 pounds and you're like, okay, should I get on medicine? Of course. That's what it, that's how it gets you. That's how it gets you. That's how it gets you. But I think you have to stay on it too. You have to stay on it. Cause if you go off of it, you gain back all the weight plus more, which is that fuck no for me. Plus more? Plus more. I mean, that's the best marketing ever. They're like, you have the people are going to be on it forever. Forever. And that's, I was I was listening to Russell Brand talk about it, and he was saying like it's an ideal situation for big pharma because mm. so many um, people in America are obese, and then it's a lifelong prescription. So it's kind of like I a hundred percent. There's I was just thinking recently about like the marketing we used to get at, about carbs because I've had so many friends be like I like I won't and I did it myself too. I bet like, carbs are bad. Carbs are bad. But like we. I'm 37. I get like a lot of Botox, but you get a lot of what? Botox. Oh, same. I'm 36. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, my face look- doesn't move. Same. Hasn't in months. <laughs> Hasn't in years. If if my face starts to move, there's a problem. The same. Yeah. I'm like I'll overdraft to keep this face from moving, sweetie. I say that when <laughs> I'm in there, my doctor will be doing it, and it's just a routine thing. And I go, nothing will ever stop me from coming in. I would rather be under a bridge and still coming in and seeing you. And he's like, okay, I'm nice to see you too. But I'm like, I'm, I'm staying. I'm a client for life. I don't know what the fear, like, I don't know what I'm so scared of, but I just, I will always go get Botox oh ever. My, yeah. Forever. Have you ever had bad Botox though? That'll Not yet. You. Oh, I had one where they, they um gave me a Spock eyebrow. Oh no. And I looked evil. Gosh. And it was like, you know how after you get it, you have to wait two weeks to see the the final results. So they won't fix it until after two weeks. So for those two weeks, I was walking around. I was like, I look evil and satanic for youth. I'm like, I have no wrinkles, but I look a little mean, like Did villainy. Did have anything to say from themselves? So, well, and I fucking went back in there and they, they fixed it. And then they tried to charge me to fix it. I was oh, like, no. no. I was like, here's the thing. You botched my face. 100%. And I was like, sorry to be a diva, but I have to be on camera and right. shit. And like, to me, it's really noticeable. I'm sure it was fine to like, I think it was fine for other people. But for me, I'm like, why do I look so fucking surprised? 100%. Yeah. And like, it was, I was work. spiraling. And then I also have a friend who got Botox and something backfired and it made her, her eye droopy. Oh no. Have you seen that? I've heard of that. It's I've like, heard the rumors. We put up droopy eyelid. It was like. And then you're just stuck with it. She, she had to have it fixed, but like she was so. Cause it's she just, sent it me is a your picture. Face. She sent me a picture and I was like, <gasps> and I had to be like, okay, it's not that it's bad. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's trying to we'll see who she it, can trust. We'll get it fixed. Right. <laughs> right. We'll fix it. When something's your face, it's like, like I had really bad acne for a little while and I went on Accutane and it's just. Oh shit. That's so drying. It's that was drying, but anything that's your face is just such a sensitive thing because it's like, that's what 
I don't know. It, you just feel it. You're, I'm, you're, I'm so hyper aware of facial stuff. Yeah. Because it's your fucking face. Because it's your face. Do it's they have face. any example of the droopy eye? Uh, I think. Um, like that one? In the independent? Oh, God, that can't be right. Yeah, that one. No way. Yes. Oh, God. That's a bad day. That's a bad day. How do you That's get- a bad day for her and her doctor. <laughs> right? Because the doctor's like, this isn't a good ad for my services. This is not good at all. Damn. So if you're third, so if we're about the same age, then that carb marketing where it was like carbs are the worst thing ever. Because I've around had around Atkins time. Around Atkins time. And it's like the just like the diet health industry. Like we've gotten I mean, I guess every, this is just, I can only speak to like my time frame of life, but the amount of mixed messages about stuff and how like carbs are so because I was talking to somebody yesterday and he was like, He's like, I'm going to go on a health kick, like no carbs. And I, I'm like, I get that, but we do need, I don't even know that much about health, but I'm like, I know we do need carbs, but just our like generation, like the amount of like fucked up health stuff. So then of course, and then there is obesity everywhere. So then Ozempic comes in, boom. There's yeah. like, cause we get messed up messages. I guess it's like, we get messed up messages all the time. Like, right. and the thing so that, intensely too. The thing that's really fucked up, I think, is that all the celebrities are going on, like the mm. Kardashians and stuff. And they're and they're saying they really use. I guess I'm not in that algorithm at all. So they say they like really use it. Everyone's saying that they use it, but they're not admitting to mm. using it. But they look, which is like the ultimate ad for them too, because then it's like they're like it's like a secret in their back pocket, right? Mm. And I feel like. Doctors in Hollywood are just prescribing it. Like Chelsea Handler got prescribed it and she didn't know what it was. She was like, What? That's what she said before. It was like, I think I saw something about that. That's fucked up. That's so passive aggressive of her doctor. To be like, You'll just drop five pounds for the red carpet. And she did it. And then she felt kind of sick and she looked into it and found out that it was a diabetes drug and was like, I'm getting off of it. But she did know something that was going to make her lose weight. Yeah. Because it's always a little deal with the devil. A little bit. A little deal. A little bit. Remember Fen Fen? Yes, in the nineties, Fen Fen was like a diet supplement. Yes, especially growing up in LA. I remember, like all of my friends' moms were on Fen Fen. I remember. So it, I grew up in rural Maine. It reached rural Maine. Like I remember that because I remember being on like soccer team high school, taking that with my friend Lakeisha Allen. We would like <laughs> you took take it. it. We would take it because we thought it would like make us like cracked out for soccer. Yeah. We both got kicked off the soccer team, by the way, as a side, this didn't didn't go well. Why? Because we were too cracked out. We were cracked out and we, I think we both got in trouble for like partying or something, but that was our, we were, I just remember taking, cause there was some hydroxycut I think had it. Oh yeah. And we would take that and it made you feel crazy. I remember taking like a hydroxycut going to GMC. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to GMC yeah. Yeah. and just being like cracked out cracked too. Cracked out. Anna Nicole Smith endorsed oh it. Oh my God. Anna Nicole Smith, an icon, a legend. Have you watched her documentary? I did watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. And there is a part where they like do a throwback about hydroxycut. And no. I was like, like I haven't heard someone say Fenfen in forever. And the, but, and hydroxycut, I hadn't even thought about that stuff in forever. Hydroxy. But these things are not, there's gotta be, I think as good as anything makes you feel, it can make you feel that bad. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like the other side of it. I mean, that's how Adderall was for me. Yes. And then getting off of it was really hard because my serotonin levels were all fucked up. So then I had to get on Prozac to rebound from being on the Adderall. Absolutely. So it's like you make a deal with the devil. 100%. When you start taking one thing, there's side effects and blah, 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 blah. Did you have to take Prozac when you were taking the Adderall like regularly? No, I was on Adderall for a really long time and then- one of my good friends died, Brody Stevens. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to- I'm very sorry. I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was trying to, I wanted to sleep 
but I was like so wired from the mm-hmm. Adderall. So I just cut it out cold turkey and I went into like a crazy like psychosis type thing. Sure. And I was like thinking that the ambulance was my chariot taking me <laughs> to like the ball, but it was taking me to the mental hospital. Like in my head, Damn, I yeah. was like, I'm fucking on another level. You guys don't understand. I'm receiving messages from the universe. Right. Get on my level. <laughs> I know what's happening. You guys don't. Everyone's like, no, you don't know what's happening. You actually are losing it. And so then I got on Prozac and that, Made everything fine. Thank God no one like co-signed you and was like, maybe she does know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got like a fault. Fo- you have like a cult following. Then you sober up and you're like, I was having a psychotic breakdown. Like, what's your <laughs> yeah. fucking problem? And they're like, our leader. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, because I have a podcast with Kim. You're yep. going to do that one. I call her and I'm like, okay, so you, me, Ariana Grande. She's oh, like, okay, we don't know Ariana Grande. I'm starting to get a little worried. At first, I thought maybe you were on to something. But then when you said you, me, and Ariana Grande are going out, I realized... You might need some help. Did you end up having to go to the hospital for yes, it? Yes, I had to get 5150 for three days. Mm. And then ever since then, I never did Adderall again. Who admitted you to it? My parents, because I was like in a psychosis in a way that I no prior Hmm. prior mental things I can so see it too for if you've taken it for 10 years because like and then you just stop and stop because I took it for high school and then it was and then I stopped and then I had started taking it again for maybe four or five months and I had it was because I was taking Vyvanse and then I was like my Vyvanse wears off by the time I have to go do my shows so then I got Adderall and I was like for a week I was like perfect and then it started being like, then the TikTok 4,000% went up because yeah. instead <laughs> yeah. of sleeping, I was just TikToking like all constantly. I was like, TikTok like fed into my, whatever was going on in my it's brain. Like dopamine, dopamine or something. That's you're like, just yes. like, yes, yes, yes. 100%. And you're like just in this weird like addict zone. And for me, I would be like, I got to color code my closet again. Yes. It's like three in the morning. More I don't color, think- more coding. <laughs> yeah. It should be in a rainbow. So it's easy to find the oranges, the yellows, the blues, the greens, like that. 100%. Um, And yeah, it was like for a while I liked it because I felt like I could get things on. And then on stage, I was like, I'm alive. I'm high energy, Mm. like all of that (laughs) stuff. So it was hard to get off of for sure. I found that it would help me stay focused on stage. But sometimes it would make me hyper focused on stage for like, say like you're in the front row and I see your rings, like every now and then I'll be like, like just engaging about the rings <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. I could feel the audience being like, move on. And I'd be like in my head, like love to, but can't, like, where's that one <laughs> yeah. from? Where's that one from? Yeah. 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 And the, that happened with the Adderall. But when I went, when I stopped taking it this time, I didn't have to get the five. I didn't have the psych, total psychotic breakdown, but I took a bunch of um, THC gummies. Okay. And I don't take THC gummies. Like, so I took tons of them in one night. Cause I was like, I got to sleep. I'm going to stop taking my Adderall. I got to sleep, took a bunch of THC gummies and I called an ambulance on myself. No. Yep. Yeah. So it was kind of a psychotic breakdown. It's I the felt same like thing it. when you go. It's like when you're on it and then you just go off of it. Your it body's was, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And it's for me when I was on it, I kept having to take more to reach the same level sure. of alertness. Like, cause you build the tolerance if you're taking it all totally. the time. So I'm, I need another 20. I got shit to do. hundred percent. And did yeah. you have a doctor that just kept giving it to you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you? For the Adderall? No. When I went back on it before I went, I was like, look, like I've had doctors in the past that will just like give this to me. And I was like, but I want to like really do this the right way. So 
then she was like, okay, here's the 10 milligrams. Of course, after two weeks, I was like, I got that wrong. Like I need <laughs> yeah. more around this. And she was kind of like, let's just stick to it for a couple months. Like before we, and then I, I was like this fucking bitch. Yeah. But I'm glad that she, cause I have had a doctor that did do that. And I remember in LA once coming out here, I had a heartburn. I went into a walk-in clinic. He gave me Xanax. That's wild. Yeah, wild. they'll just give it to you. I mean, my my gynecologist was like, you want some Xanax? I was like, <laughs> like are we partying right now? Or like, what's right? happening? I thought you were looking at my vagina. Yeah, right. She's what like, the fuck is happening? Did um, she say why she thought you needed it? No, he's like, maybe like your PMS, like if you want to just relax a little. And I'm like, that seems addictive. Yeah, seems like pretty. I feel like I can slightly recall <laughs> yeah. some type of epidemic here. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but the doctor that was prescribing me my Adderall, he was prescribing me like 60 milligrams a day then okay it was like a shady ass doctor's office mm. front like mm. you go there and you'd be like so what's your problem but if it's like you just if you typed in Adderall and Yelp it was like the first place that comes up mm. and like so you know if you go there and you pay you can get the Adderall <laughs> for sure but the doctor was so fucking wacky and like <laughs> off like American psycho vibes like kind oh, of good no. looking but like off mm. then after i got off the adderall and got sober this whole la times article came out about him and about how he prescribed a different girl some crazy cocktail and she ended up dying so your intuition was right so yeah so it Fuck. was for sure right it was like this guy was like balls <sighs> to the wall like what do you want i'll write right. it and then got in trouble he must have been he was probably sampling the product himself he oh must, yeah for sure yeah he did was. He get sued, or did he have to go to jail? I don't know. It came out in the LA Times, and I was like, "What Damn. the fuck?" Like bullet dodge. Thank God I'm not still going to that guy. Seriously, but it's so crazy that that just exists. So it's wait. crazy when your intuition kicks in, and then you're like, "You're like, oh, that's even worse than I thought." It's validated. Validated. I had a psychiatrist once who I was like, I loved him. He'd always give me pills, but I would tell people about. It. I was in eighth grade and first couple years of high school, and I was like, "I love Fred. Like he's great." And then I saw like other doctors like later on and I was like, hmm, Fred was a little odd. Cause like he would like tell me his problems. We'd get lunch every now no, and then. He would tell you his problems? Yeah, he had like this whole thing with his daughter. And then when I was in what? college, he came and like visited me. And I remember like my roommate being like, dude, that's weird. And I was like, no, he's cool. He was like really short. And I think that made me like endeared him to me. Like he's harmless. He's like harmless. Danny DeVito or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I Googled him like years later. Cause I was like, that was fucking weird. He got he lost his license for pushing one of his clients like down the stairs while she was living at his home. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Fred Reeser. And then <laughs> no. I was like trying to find the article and I found it, it was like Bangor daily times. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's crazy. I also had this one therapist in Los Feliz who I found out was actually like an actor slash therapist oh lord and then that really like, shook no me more. that shook, shook me it. <laughs> i shook was it. like please yeah. just be a therapist <laughs> yeah. not an actor slash therapist i'm like i don't want you to have imdb credits yeah. worst combo ever. they're like taking notes they're like so how do you like your agent you're like why are you asking <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah worst worst combo ever. ever she makes fred look like a fucking angel yeah. <laughs> yeah um have you had any other weird therapists okay yes i did so i had this one well one of them wasn't weird. One of them, I had one time I like went in for a session and right away I was attracted to the therapist. Okay. Which I had never had. I remember I was in college and I was like, I want to start seeing a therapist again. And I went in and she was like objectively like pretty hot. Right. And usually I have to do like a, like, I don't know what it was, but like, I was like, hmm. And then I was like, I, this is not going to be a good fit because 
It you want to fuck your therapist? And it wasn't just that she, because I did see a therapist that was like pretty before, but she didn't have the same vibe. Like mm-hmm. normally it's like, it's such a vibe thing to like, it, and so I remember that therapist, she had like a real, look, this is how I'm interpreting it. I'm okay. like, <laughs> okay. I could be totally like, you could see a picture of me like, oh yeah, she's giving off a vibe. I swear. I was like, there's some fucking vibe. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought I was, so then I like had to, didn't see her. So that was me being weird. I think I like lied to her. Like she was like, what's your problems? And I was like, I like volunteer too much. Like I was like yeah, lying. Yeah. And then I saw one, this was their bad. I was inpatient in a place. So I was in eighth grade at a kind of a tumultuous middle school, beginning of high school experience. So I'm in, I went to this like inpatient rehab center. That's young for young. Rehab. I took a bunch of Tylenol. I tried to kill myself. No. Mm-hmm. In middle school? It must have. It was eighth grade. That's horrible. I remember really like, and I'm so glad, like if someone is like, I, I am glad I didn't actually. So like if someone's like, I want to, I, it always just feels like corny when someone says, but it's like when you're in it, it's tough. But I remember like I had to go to this inpatient rehab center and the doctor at the inpatient rehab center, she would like tell me her problems too. So in eighth grade, I was in eighth grade. And I remember, like, I would really like, but I was a kid, but what I would, cause I would always be like, what do you think of this? Like, what was your experience? And I noticed then if they would kind of like, liked me, then it's like the sessions, they wouldn't ask me personal questions. So I was deflecting. Right. But I didn't know. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, I don't want that with a therapist. Like now I've seen really good therapists where they're like, no, like back to, yeah, you know what I mean? So she was, I remember her telling me her ex-boyfriend had broken into her house and stolen this is kind of dating it, stolen her CD collection. <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah, she did. And she was, and I was like, what CDs or something? And she's like, Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, he's an asshole. And that's a good one. But this was like, I remember like that was pretty fucked up. Cause you can't do that. It's a, like you can't do that with your patient. You can't tell your patients your problems. Right. I'm like, I'm delicate enough already, bitch. I'm like, I'm the one that's like, I'm in eighth grade. Like I just like coming <laughs> off of like a bunch of like a Tylenol overdose. And I'm like, you're confiding in me. Like, that's fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. Therapist. I don't know. I had this one therapist in college and I was going through a breakup and she was like, let's do a phone session. Mm. And I could hear her in the background, like clanking things around. Bitch. And then she, she's like, hang on. And then I heard her go to her husband. Okay. The bolognese is almost ready, honey. Go on. And I was like, what? No. You're making a bolognese <laughs> while I'm telling you my problems? Are you yeah. fucking crazy? Right, you're like that unfazed, 100%. And I'm paying you the same amount for an in-person session as a phone session, No, bitch. no, no, no. I just gave you gave you free money and you're making your dinner? Inappropriate. At least put me on mute so I don't know that you're making the 100%. <laughs> like at least- 100%. Did you, you know? tell her that it was a problem? No, yeah, of course not. Now I think I would have. Me too. So now- that I've had, then I saw this great therapist in when I was like 26, I saw a great therapist. And I, then I didn't see a therapist for a couple of years. She connected me with this woman now. And she was like really late for a couple of sessions. Like, well, she like missed like four sessions. And I was like, what's going on? You got to give me a heads up. And then I like, confer- I was like, this isn't working. This is what would work for me. And now it's like the best therapist I've ever saw seen. But like back, especially when you're starting out in therapy, like you don't usually start out in therapy because you have like the best like headspace and boundaries. (laughs) Actually, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Like never. Like that's like, (laughs) that's like an advanced therapy move to be like, okay, this doesn't work for me. It's like, 
Yeah. Not in the beginning of, in the beginning of therapy, it's like, oh, you're cooking bolognese, like good for you. Like hope, but it's hope, like actually like fucking. Can I get the recipe? Like that's the energy versus like, what the fuck? 100%. Yeah. It's, it is it's interesting just figuring out your mental health as an adult. Seriously. So do you have a therapist that you go to regularly? Now I do, but I didn't see one for a long time. And so I see her, this sounds so crazy. So I've started seeing her for like four months now and I see her twice a week. Okay. And I've never seen a therapist twice a week before, but she's, I really actually like, I enjoy the therapy sessions and it's not draining. So like she'll like, she's also funny, which I appreciate really like older Jewish women, woman. She has her, she always has like her, these big black rim glasses. And sometimes in the frame over zoom, it'll just be her forehead no, and the glasses. No. So I'll see her like adjust. She'll be like, that's an interesting point. And then she's like, adjust. And then no. she's like glasses jostling. And I'm like, <laughs> I like that. I like I've, it too. I have an old Jewish guy. Yes. I, I, he's I like old, that. And he, I feel like he old knows something. I agree. Yeah. It's like a wise thing. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like you know more than me. So Same. I'll just tell you all my problems. hundred percent. Yeah. Have you seen him for a while? Yeah. I've been seeing him. Well, ever since I had the real episode, then I've been, see I was going to him twice a week for like a year and now I see him once a month. Good for you. Oh, that's great. That is like. Progress. Yes. Yeah. And definitely the most I've seen like direct results from therapy mm. is when I was actually going twice a week because you're forced to be held accountable totally. for your shit. And like my therapist, there's been sessions where I get off the phone. I'm like, fuck this guy. Mm. Like, cause he tells me the truth. Mm. And sometimes it's not fun to hear the truth. Totally. And he, and then I come back around and I'm like, okay, he's right. Right. Hundred percent. But he lets me leave pissed sometimes, mm, and I'm fair. like, I feel like that's a good therapist. Totally. It's like, like it's kind of big dick energy in a way. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like, I know you'll be back. Like yeah. it's like big insight energy. Like he like he's like, you need me. Yeah, you need that. That was a good one. You're like, all right, you're right. It yeah. does twice a week. When she first said that, I was like, no, like, are you fucking crazy? Are you crazy. And then I was like, of course you want me to come twice a week. Like. It's more You're money expensive. for you. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, nope, I'll drop my rate. So it's the same price. And I was like, oh, yeah. bitch. I was like, all right, you really think I need it? She was like, yes. And so, and also when I first started seeing her, she was like, I think you should re-get your ADD evaluation, which I was like, oh my God, maybe I don't have ADD. Like, I can't, like, oh, that would make sense. Like, maybe that, okay, interesting. And then a couple sessions later, I was like, so should I get that ADD evaluation? She was like, no, now that I know you, I think you have severe ADD. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine, Barbara. Like I thought, cause I don't remember even the evaluation. I was a kid. Oh, so when did they, when did you first get prescribed? I think I was in like, I was like maybe freshman year of high school or something. So I don't rem even remember the test. I'm sure I took one, but I don't remember it. I don't remember taking a test. I, I think they're like supposed to give us a test. That would make sense. Makes sense. And I also feel like to some degree, most people have some level of ADD, especially with like TikTok and shit. Oh, for sure. You're like, everything is moving so fast. It's 100%. so much information. It's like, unless I'm really interested in something, I don't really give a fuck. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. And that's like encouraged to be like, pew, 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 pew. yeah, yeah. But I do notice like, I remember when the, the worst my ADD ever was was mm. when I was a personal assistant. Oh, that's tough. And I was like, that's Attention when I detail. was taking the Adderall. I was mm -hmm. like, 60 milligrams, you need me to do an Excel sheet? <laughs> no problem. Just like 
firing away on Excel. You're like, we really don't, right? (laughs) Did it. (laughs) Did it. Done. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then I was doing that during the day and then stand up at night. So that I felt like I really needed to be medicated for. For sure. And then when I'm doing something creative, it's different Mm. for me. Like I can, if it's something I'm like excited about and I'm passionate about it, I can force myself to pay attention. Sometimes I have to like get up and take a walk. Mm -hmm. Which is normal. In between. People without ADD, like I have a friend who's a personal trainer. He's like, I concentrate for like 90 minutes at a time. And he was like, that is like how much the average person concentrates. He's like, but when you take for, he's like a lot of times like, you'll manipulate, people will manipulate their brains so they're concentrating for three hours. That's actually not normal. Like it's normal to take a walk. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I need to get, I need to take a fucking walk. Can you take Kim, a walk? Kim and I are writing something together and she's like, another walk. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, bitch. Right. I can't. It's this or I'm doing spread streets in a freaking dumpster. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking my walk. I'm taking my walk. So how long have you been doing stand-up for? Okay, I started after... I started in Boston after undergrad and I did it in Boston for like three or four years. Then I moved to New York. Then I went to grad school and then I stopped, moved back to Boston because I went to grad school for media studies. Okay, cool. So I was like, I need to figure out. And I was studying. I used to drink a lot. I don't drink anymore. So I was like a little sloshed up when I, my, <laughs> like my independent study was on like celebrity construction and monetization as it relates to the American dream or like something like okay. that sounded really good. Like, I don't really so, remember that. It does sound really good. I don't good. think I fully finished it, but I did get my diploma. They haven't sent it to me yet, but any day now. But no one's asking for the diploma. Imagine. Isn't that bullshit? Bullshit. I'm like, at least ask for it. Humor. Everybody humor each other and be like, I'm can paying, I see your degree? I'm paying this off still, 100%. Bitch. Totally. <laughs> Just ask. Just ask. Let me see that diploma. Yeah. But I, so I did that. And I think because I studied that and I just being in New York, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to make sure like, this is 100% what I want to do. Cause like, if you're going to try to really like integrate yourself into other media mediums and just like go for this, like this shit's crazy. Yeah. Went back to Boston and then I didn't do stand up for a year and a half. Okay. And I like lied to a recruiter, got a job selling educational travel. Got fired because okay. I had no idea what I was doing. What's educational travel? Dude, couldn't <laughs> tell ya. <gasps> you sound st- so bad. It was so, I, you like call and try to get teachers to do trips, but I didn't sell one trip. <laughs> Not what my boss was like, I've never seen someone make that many calls with like so little results. Cause yeah, I, I hate like, selling stuff. They're like, yeah, I don't care. I give a fuck. And also the teacher would be like, we can't afford it. I'd be like, I got it, dude. And then bye. Like that's it. So no sales were made. Get fired. And then I moved back to New York. And then I started like hitting, like do kind of like picking up where I had left off a little bit. And I got on this thing called Access TV, which is like a local cable access show. And then I submitted that set to some college agents. And the first agent was like, you look like Ellen, I want in. I was like, great. (laughs) Then I sent it to a couple other college agents and they were like, how much material do you have? Do you have an hour? And I was like, no, I have like like eight minutes. And they're like, call us in five years. And I was like, five years, like that's what? Which is totally a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. But at the time I was like five years. I don't got five years. I gotta get it going. Yeah. So then I went back to the first guy who's like, never asked how much material I had. He never still to this day. I don't think he, that was some, he worked mostly with um, magicians. What? So he worked mostly with magicians and ghost hunters. So I don't no. think, I don't think he represented that many comedians, no. but no. he submitted me Not to magicians and ghost hunters. That's a double whammy. Double combo. whammy. That is fucking crazy. Yep. 
and, and you. And they would, those magicians like kill it at NACA's because they're doing magic tricks for the kids. Right. So like I would be standing next to them, like at the booth and the magician would be like, look, and like something's on fire. And then they'd come over to me and I'm just like hot. Like, I'm like, I got no tricks. I'm just like <laughs> yeah. lighting matches, like throwing them at the kids. Like, <laughs> but I got into some NACA's and that's when I, and then I started like doing colleges that way when I was, this is like 12 years, 10 years, nine years ago. I have really bad senses of time. Same. But that was when I, I feel like that's when I was like, really like, that's when I was doing it. Like just doing stand up was doing, I got all these colleges in the Midwest and the South. And I've applied over the years. I applied to a couple other NACAs. That first year I just got into them. I don't know what the, happened or whatever. And then I have, a, I think it was, I had a good tape, but I also think at that point it was before it was like gay was still like different then. Now I feel like you gotta be gay plus if you're gonna get a leg up from it. Like you gotta be gay plus. Well, yeah, you gotta be gay plus. Gay plus something, you know what yeah. I mean? But at the time there, it was like- Gay with a limp. Gay with a limp, oh, oh. You're in. If Gay with a limp at a NACA? You're in. Fuck those magicians. I'd be like, you like that fire trick? I'm gay with a limp. And they'd be like, oh my God. Cause I was doing those NACAs and I didn't, I shouldn't have been. Like I shouldn't have been doing, I didn't have, I'd never even like done like a featuring sets around. Like I was That's just, crazy. it was crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. That, isn't that really good money if you do colleges? So it's good money if you know what you're, yes, it is good money. And also, but I, so I had no idea how like the taxes on stuff work. Cause it was the first professional like entertainment stuff I'd done. So I didn't do the math on paying out an agent, manager, travel and taxes. So it yeah. is good money, but you do like, I guess with anything, want to like look into it a little before you do it. Yeah. Cause that I, makes sense. yeah. Well, so I got I, audited for yeah. that year. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you did that get was audited. A, that was a long pause. <laughs> so you do have to pay taxes on the colleges, but it is still good money, but yeah, you have to pay taxes That's on it. That's the thing. Like with everything. With everything I will be have. doing all day, every day for the rest of my fucking life. Dude, that's a tough realization. The yeah. tax game when you're like, game. I'm an adult, I'm making money. And then you're like, oh, the government's taking so much of it. Yeah. Totally. What the fuck? And it's confusing. It's confusing. It's confusing. It feels confusing. like it's rigged. Like it's it does. set up. It's oh. like set up to get you audited or something. Yeah, I think so too. I'm like, you're just waiting for me to make a mistake. And I'm like, one wrong move and I'm behind bars. Like that fucking scares me. Yep. Tax fraud. So if this gives you any like like peace of mind, it actually is really, you have to like fuck up pretty bad to get audited because they look at it like some, it's like some algorithm where you have to be like so far outside of what normal people like write off for your algorithm of like other people in your, where you live and what you do. So it is actually a little hard to get audited, but, but, but you, you can do it, it baby. Yeah. <laughs> if you dream, you can if achieve. If you really focus or don't focus, you can't, it is possible to get audited. <laughs> but colleges are good money. I haven't done one now in a long time though. The thought of doing a college, I know it's good money. I don't know if that appeals to me. I know. Are the crowd's good? Um, I mean, it's different. It's like, I mean, I remember, I didn't have a lot to compare it to because I was just doing like bar shows, open mics and some club so spots bar in New York. Show, that's like, College is probably right. a dream. Also, you're doing 45 minutes to an hour. So you're figuring out, wait, I would do a Q&A. That's how I would fill the time. <laughs> At about 40 minutes, I'd be like, any questions? And the kids would be like, uh, and then they would like usually ask questions. But sometimes it would be a nice setup. And then sometimes it would be like, I remember there was one where they had me in the cafeteria on a cafeteria table. And I was like, oh, like, could I stand on maybe something like more stable, like the ground or something? And they were on like, cafeteria table? Yeah, and they were like, no, we want you above where everyone is. And <laughs> those aren't like, like, I was like, I sh should, if I had more done more therapy at that point, I would have been like, oh, no, I really would feel safer, like on the ground. 
but I was like, okay. And <laughs> so I was standing on a cafeteria table and you could hear whatever they were like cooking. Like they were still taking orders. So they'd be like, you know, fries. No. <laughs> While I'm up there. So I'd be up there like, okay, do you want to get your fries? Fucking fries. <laughs> no. I haven't really done, I haven't done one that wasn't like a wild one-off, which I haven't even done one of those. I would still do one, I guess. One time I did the psychedelic convention Ooh. in downtown LA. And I was like, this is cool, but is it a cult? Because everyone, right. <laughs> everyone was but wearing like crystals and shit around their neck. And I'm a little woo-woo-y. Sure. So I was like, I'm open to this. But then it, there was like this underlying feel of like, this may be a cult. Right. It's but cult is adjacent, it a cult? But is it a cult? Right. I don't know. They paid great. So happy to perform for cults. That's the thing. It's like, especially if it's like one night and you're like, how bad can it be for me to just like bang this out? Turns out probably pretty bad. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes really it can be pretty bad. You know bad. when you're first starting and you just agree to like shit yes. deals and you're like, I'll do it. Right. Like, <laughs> you end up like making 20 bucks. Totally. If that. 100%. Sometimes. And you're like, I, I, I did 10 minutes tonight. Exactly. You're like, this is a win. I used to drive out to do this open mic when I was in Boston in New Hampshire because they would give you like 15 minutes. So me and this friend of mine, we would drive for like so long to do an open mic. And I remember- my mom being like, how much do you get paid for something like that? And I was like, paid. I was like, <laughs> yeah. we're easily each losing 80 bucks. Like, and she was like, what? My parents, are your parents pro comedy? My, my mom is not pro comedy. My dad is, my mom is not so much. Um, my parents initially were like, what the fuck? <laughs> but now that it's like working so sure. far, they're more, they're more, um, which I get. I cool cause, with. Cause you know, if I had a kid, like, so and they like, started oh my to God. a performer, like I would be like, no. I'd be like, what's your plan? B? What's your plan? That's what my parents, my parents were like, what's your plan? Does that pay? Like, right. For so long, the first question, I'm like, I got the show. Does it pay? I was like, um, no. But right. <laughs> it actually doesn't. I'm like, okay. It's not the point, mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on my craft right. as an artist. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So your mom's not down. She's not. So one time I did something on NPR and she was like pumped about that. Like she was like, like that, she was like, I remember I could tell that she thought that was cool. And then if she, it's a city where she has some friends, she'll be like, how do I get tickets? And I'll be like, I'll get them tickets. And she's like, you can do that. I'm like, yep, <laughs> happy to do. And she's like, okay, yeah. Like put Marjorie down for two tickets. Like, so I'll just tell you, you can get tickets. I'm like, I get her tickets. Like she can come into the green room. I can get her drinks. My mom's like, wow. And then I'll see the email. She'll be like, Emma can actually just get you tickets. So like, I don't know how you, your kids are doing. But like, I was like, <laughs> She's, it's just like different for her. Like I was in, I had a show in Orlando. She just moved, the, uh, no, it was in Tampa. And it was a one nighter and she like, people were there for it. And my mom was there and she was like, she, we were, she was like, let's get dinner before. So we were eating, she got a restaurant right outside the club. So I was like, Ooh, I was like, here's the thing. I was like, when people are lining up to go in, I don't want to she was like, well, why would that be weird? I was like, just because since they're there for the show, then it just might be a little weird. She doesn't get it. And then I was like, let's sit off to the side. So then we're off to the side. And then like, I saw some people I'm waving. She's like, ah, they, they, you. how do you guys know each other? And I was like, well, I was like, since they're coming to the show, like they might know that I might be performing. And she was like, huh, from Facebook? And I was like, yeah, Facebook and TikTok. And then she was like, okay. And then she came to the show 
And then afterwards I was like doing like a meet and greet and she was like in the line. And then she was like, well, I'm actually your mother. I, I need to say goodbye. And then people were like, whoa. And then she like cut the line and she's like, hey. but she was asking, she'd be like, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? I'm her mother. Like, so oh, no. it's, there's a little chip missing with understanding of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But she's like more excited. I would say. Yeah. It's very curious. It's about- funny. It's kind of cute when they start getting excited about it yes. after being so resistant. Totally. My parents are like, oh, you could get me a boot. Same thing. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. The least I'll get the- you that booth. <laughs> Whatever you no want. No worries. Like booth. You want some like food? Like yeah. no. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll take a gin and tonic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. But I don't know what. I don't think she watched comedy growing up, and I don't think she really cares about entertainment stuff. She definitely doesn't care about. She doesn't. The only TV show she watches is Downton Abbey. Okay. Okay. She's very like NPR. But here's the thing. So she's really like comedy. I don't know. But th- her job. She had a Swedish weaving store in Maine and then she would import and export Swedish weaving goods for a nonprofit in Guatemala. So I'm like, it's not like you did the most like stereotypical. What? So you're Swedish. No, that's you're not. not. <laughs> that's the you're not even Swedish? No, I'm German. It's mandible. I, like, I was like, oh, she's Swedish. That's why she's so blonde. It would she's make Swedish sense. as fuck. What? My mom would be like, she's like, no, I just like the Swedish weaving. It's a type of pattern. So I do the pattern. That's why it's Swedish weaving. And then I import and export to Guatemala because that's what I do. I import and export to the Guatemalan women. And then I send them the proceeds for their houses. It's probably a lot of money for the Guatemalan women. It is. Yes. That's nice. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. That's hilarious. But it's just like, it's not like she's like some very traditional thing where she's like comedy, but for whatever yeah. reason, she's like, you know, okay. She's very... She is like open-minded about a lot of things, like very gay friendly. That that's, was like, that's good. which is really nice. I, I feel really lucky about that. But stand up, not so much. I feel like my parents would be, would have been more supportive if I was like, I'm gay than totally stand-up, for sure, hundred percent. Like, okay, you're you're gay, but you have a regular job. Good, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Totally. And then my dad was always pretty like, just like pretty cool with it. Like he would get like a kick out of stuff. Cool. What does yeah. your dad do? He was a math professor and now he's retired. A math professor? He was professor? a math professor at a main maritime academy, but he's like a vegetarian. He's pretty like, I wouldn't say my parents are like woo woo, but they both like move from like they're the like sub. Characters. They're like characters. They are characters for a sure. A rug lady and a math professor? Yeah. And they're divorced. They don't, they're not. How did they meet? They met when my mom had, before she had her, before she had her um, Swedish weaving business, she had a blueberry farm. What? So she's a real wheeler and dealer, Susan Cheever. And that's her name, Susan Cheever, and her business card when she was a weaver said Susan Cheever, Swedish weaver. And my (laughs) my sister and I were like, okay, but it sounds corny. And she was like, but it's who I am and it's what I do. So (laughs) that's the card. And we were like, you don't want to say like Susan Cheever, like Swedish weaving, like Peninsula Weaver, like the name of the company. And she's like, no, Susan Cheever, Swedish Weaver, because who I am and what I do. <laughs> and it like, rhymes. And it rhymes. <laughs> right. And we were like, don't you think it's a little like rhymey? And she was just like, no, I don't think so. So but that's so funny. So whack. It's just bizarre. But so your mom had a blueberry farm? She had farm? a blueberry farm in Maine. And then my dad was helping like build the house on the farm. And they met that way. That's crazy. Crazy. How'd your parents meet? My parents met because this is this is wild. Okay, and so, these are so like old school too. Because like think now, it's like there's no social media, there's, there's no, no dating, dating app. app. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom came from New York to visit her aunt. Mm. It's complicated. Okay, so she came to visit her aunt, 
And while she was there, she met my her aunt's new husband. Okay. Okay. And her aunt's new husband, Walter, had a son named yep. Steve. That's how my parents met. Wow. So for like on Are You Garbage, I had to convince them I'm not an inbred for like <laughs> 15 minutes of the episode. I'm like, it's gonna sound like kind of inbred, but it's not because it's different sizes of the right. family. Right. They're like, you're inbred, you're garbage. <laughs> I was like, okay. Fine, you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Walter and the, did the aunt and the husband stay married? Yeah. They Great. stayed married. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. That worked. checks out. It worked. But it is so, it's so weird. Just old the, school way to meet somebody. I know. Because like, what else, how are you going to meet someone back then? I mean, especially in Maine, there weren't like, oh, I don't know what. They were both wanted to like get off the grid. Yeah. You know, so that's how they. But I would imagine if going from New York to LA, like they, your parents would have lots of people they could be meeting, but then there's some context. They're like, oh, yeah. you know my uncle. Yeah, it's not so rogue. Right. It's nothing worse than a rogue date. A rogue date. Are you are you in a relationship now? No, I'm I'm in the dating pool, and let me tell you, it's fucked up. It's 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 tough out there. You're in a relationship. I'm in a relationship, but relationships can be tough too. There's no easy answer. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Um. How long have you been in your? I've relationship? been with my girlfriend for two years. It's my longest relationship, That's and awesome. this really this is corny, but this relationship does feel very easy. I think I'm older and like learn more. You might relate. This is also according to my relationship with myself is better. I love those motivational quotes. Like I love yeah. that stuff because I'm like, mm-hmm. but like my, I think, you know, your relationship with someone else is the most, for me, most indicative of my relationship with someone else. And I was like shitty in a lot of relationships. Well, it really, you were. I was. Were I feel like the like- worst of me really came out in relationships. In what way? Because I, in the past had, uh, I would not be totally upfront about where I was at in terms of like wanting how serious I wanted to be. Yeah, I had that mistake too. You know, which is like not fair. Like I would be like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for that. And then I wouldn't be. And, and then, then you're like, actually, no. Mayday. Like we're, not only <laughs> do I not want to move in, we're breaking up. Like just like that. Yeah. So this one, we took a lot slower. And then I think I knew more what I was like looking for. Also, it was nice because we met during the pandemic. So we really got a good foundation of getting to like spend that's, time together well, too. That's nice. Then you- Really get to know someone. Yes. I spent a lot of time with my last ex during the pandemic. And by the end, I said, I am moving <laughs> No more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that'll do, that'll do, sir. Our time is up. Our time, Our time is, is up. up. Online dating is, I did it though for like a lot. I did it a lot. I met some nice people online. Oh, you have? I met two nice people online. <laughs> but, well, tell me some of the weird ones. Well, the one, one problem though was one of them lied about her age, which- I wouldn't even mind if they said, if they were older and said they were younger, like whatever, whatever. But also a weird way to start. So weird way to start. It's like eventually I'm going to find out how old you are. Right. And like, if what are we doing? If we're sleeping together, I'm going to know how old you are. You're going to get a vibe. And yeah. it's also like, just like, but she said she was 26, but she was like 22. And I was like, because ah, I had put 26 as the youngest I would go when I was like, say I was like, 31 or something. So then when I found out she was 22, but we had already been like talking and gone on like two dates. And I, I thought she looked a little young, but she also had like clearly had some work done. So when she was like, I lied about my age, I was like, oh, here we go. She's like 87, (laughs) 22. Cause I'd rather have someone be older than younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Okay. The other, I think. The other thing, though, is for a period of time, I went to a strip club and I was like, maybe I'm gay. Sure. After the strip club in Texas, I was like, maybe. And then- Was I it ha- like a really good strip club? It was a really yeah, good strip that'll club. that'll do it. That'll was, do it. I was like, I'm gay. The, my friend, Gibran, I remember he made me this delicious dinner once and I was like, I wish I could be straight. It just, it start, things start getting scrambled. <laughs> yeah. When you really, yeah. Yeah. So then I hung out with this girl, the stripper. I've been with some strippers. And I was like, bro- you're really 24. It's a different energy. It's a different I'm energy. I'm 36 and you're 24. And they're like, the things that excite you, like lemon drop shots. 100%. That's going to make me so fucking hungover, bitch. I can't. Totally. Go would, off. Would you date a 24 year old? Because I do think it's different too, especially with like queer ones. I'm like, for some reason, it seems even, like I wonder like if it's the same for straight people. Because for me, when it's like queer, I'm like, okay, like maybe it's even younger because it's like, Okay, they're, say they're, she says she's 22. How long has she been out? Like, what's where is she at in that process? So then it feels like even more like, oh, no, no, you got to be 26. But do you think a 22-year-old guy would be okay? No, I went okay. on a date with a 24-year-old guy. I talked about this on a podcast. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be good. He's like right. malleable. He's looking for like an older woman. Like, this will be totally. good. Sit down with him. He's like, yeah, I just got divorced. And I have a baby that lives in another state. What? And I was like, dude, hell no. At 24? At 24. Damn. And I was like, dude, I, yeah. So. 24 without the insight also to like not bring that up on the first date. And then I became like the therapist. Oh "Oh." no. I was like, that's really hard. He's like, it is hard. (laughs) Yeah. He's also like, are you going to pay for this or not? No, he literally bought a coffee before I got there and I paid for my own coffee. And then then he told me about his divorce and his child that lived in another state. I was like, not only are you like, 24, but you're kind of like a bad dad because you live in another state. True. Now I got this bad dad, young guy to deal with. Absolutely not. Like I left thinking like the whole point of going out with someone younger was I was like less baggage. And I sit down with him and he's like (laughs) the most baggage. He's like a shell of a man. He's in the middle of a divorce. Why was was he in LA? Was he trying to be an actor? Yes. God damn it. Of course. All the things. He left his family to go be an actor in LA. Heartbreaking, and I have to be like, uh huh, wow. That I feel be- like a, t- a twenty. There could be a twenty-four year old or year old guy out there that like could like. I feel like someone could. I don't know why I'm harsh on it for gay people, but I think it's because I do think it's because it's just like maybe where people are at with their process. I'll be, but I do feel like for. I think and it could be wrong. Is too, as a, I guess I don't know any twenty-four year. No, I must know some twenty-four because year old guys. like what year? Can you Google what what year are you born in if you're twenty-four now? Oh God, that's what I'm scared oh, no. of. It's gonna that's gonna be. I'm gonna cry because my girlfriend was born in 1993 because she's no. thirty. But I'm like thirty sounds fine. But when you say 1993, I'm like gonna cry. I mean, I feel like if a what if a guy had like ninety nine? He was born damn. in nineteen nine. He was he wasn't even around during the nineties. Damn. He doesn't even know about Rugrats. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. (laughs) He doesn't know about Chingy. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, what the fuck happened to Chingy? What did? What happened to Chingy? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm like dying over here. (laughs) I've Googled it. There's no concrete. He had a fallout with disturbing the peace, but like, I don't know. I don't (laughs) know. This is a TikTok haul for you. How old, how, what's the oldest you would date? I like an old. I think it's, I'm very pro interage dating. Once the people are like, for me, I think especially once everyone's over 26, who like there, I have, who gives a fuck? Once someone's like under 26, I'm like, what's the case by case here? Right. Um, 51. Right. That's my cutoff. I've dated someone who's that age and it was 
the perfect amount of like maturity. And also I do feel like men mature so much later. Than this is women. what people say. And I always wonder why that is. Cause it's, I wonder if it's like a, so, cause also men weren't really like encouraged to like, understand and share their feelings until like a month ago. So like- And still, they're still afraid. Right. Because society's expectations- Which is then a like- man is. Fucking up their head for like maturing in some ways too. Cause then it's like, they're not supposed to share their feelings. Then when they do, people are like, you're immature. And they're like, well, I'm not practiced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. I'm giving like too big an out there, but like, it seems like there's gotta be some, it can't all be like biological. Well, it also feels like, especially in LA- a 24-year-old guy is like a 14-year-old guy. Yes. A 34-year-old guy is like a 24-year-old guy. I wonder a if it's- A 50-year-old man's like a 40-year-old Is man. it true for like, okay, have you seen The Ultimatum on Netflix? Yes. Did you watch The Queer Ultimatum? I didn't. Okay, it's wild. <laughs> okay. But in it, there's like this like really masculine person who I was like, who like seems like really emotionally stunted. And I was like, wait, is it all- like, I was like, wow, a lot of like feminine people give masculine people a lot of leeway. So I wonder if it's not just like guys, but, like all masculine people. Like, I wonder if like a feminine energy guy is more mature than a masculine energy guy. Probably. Probably. And I don't know how that works. I've literally I'm, asked my doctor about it and he was like very uncomfortable. He was. Because <laughs> I was like, if you take, <laughs> like, bear with me here. I was like, if you take like a feminine, effeminate guy and then like a masculine guy, like in some way, like the guy with like the gay voice versus the not gay voice, like is the non-gay voice one going to be more mature? Okay. I actually st um, used to listen to this fucking love doctor. She's like this old bitch. She's like- Was it Ruth something? <laughs> no, oh. Ruth. I know you're talking about, but this is Dr. Pat Allen. Mm. She's very like old school. She has this book called Getting to I Do. Her ideas are like mm. very like dated. Um, but she says that men who are left-handed and gay <laughs> can process their- they can think and feel at the same time. Whereas other men, like they go through a process of thinking and feeling that takes eight weeks. You know how, how did like, she get that data? I don't know. That's so specific. That's so specific. Like, either right? she pulled it from like so many people or like one fucking person where she's like, okay, <laughs> Dave is gay and has a left hand. He's smarter uh, than Ralph or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it was like, she'd have to have like monitored like so many people to notice that. Yes. It's like, after you monitored all these people, that's your big takeaway. Yes. Like, like, okay. And she said like normal men biologically take normal, but they take the not left-handed ones. Yeah. They take eight weeks to think and feel. Whereas women, we think and feel at the same time. Right. Which is a nightmare. Eight That's why weeks. we're so emotional. Interesting. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy, right? So curious how she got her info. So curious. Dr. Pat Allen. Dr. Pat Allen. You're like, what are you doing? She, like, how do you figure this stuff out? She, who knows? She's, she's wild. She's like in her eighties and her boyfriend's like 60. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. That's our episode. It was Thank so you much so much fun. for having yeah, me. Absolutely. We, we really covered a lot. Feel um, free to let me know anytime you're in New York. I'm trying to do the road less this summer. So I'm going to be, or I am def I'm going to be there like more in August. And then I'm going to come out to LA a little bit more. I love LA. Yeah. You do? I love it out here. Yeah, it's great. I love, I, I even like driving. in LA because your area code. Oh, I'll tell you this real quick. The reason I have an LA area code is because when I, like the first manager I ever had, he was like, what's 207, which is Maine. I was like, it's Maine. And he was like, no, no, no. No. Nah. <laughs> if you want to be in the mix, nah. do you want to be in the mix? And I was like, yeah. He was like, you need an LA area code. And I was like, I don't know if that's like true anymore. And then like maybe like four or five months later, I was like, I want to be in the mix. 
<laughs> so I went into a AT&T store and I was like, where, like, what's the like most entertainment in the mix place? And they were like, 310. 310. And I was like, I want that area code. So I switched it, but like, who gives a fuck about that's your fucking so- area code? And then it was like a nightmare changing my number it was like a disaster. It's, that's so funny. Cause like when you first start, you get like the craziest, craziest people advice. Are like, people are like, okay, so I had an acting coach. I was like, wine shank is, is a mouthful. So maybe you, you, you pivot, you go, Sarah, Sarah, (laughs) Sarah, Sarah, like Mike, Sarah, but Sarah. And I was like, Sarah, Sarah feels weird. Weird. I don't identify as being Sarah, Sarah. Right. It's a big pivot. It's It's a huge pivot. From one shank to Sarah. She's like, I see Sarah Weinshank. I see Doug. Do we have a dog? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, mm. yeah. Ex- but it gets in your head. It does get in your head. And you're like, oh, okay, well, am I doing things wrong? Right. Like, and then also like, because my mom's maiden name is Morales because she's mm. Puerto Rican. Mm. So there is also that like, oh, maybe you should change it to Morales. But I'm like, but I don't even know Spanish. Right. Now I'm lying. Now you're lying. Now I feel like a fraud. And it's not your last name. It's not my last name. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode. Thank you for having me. Um, do you have anything coming up? This is going to come out on Wednesday. I don't know when it's going to air, but I'm going to be in the movie with Bobby Cannavale so. titled Inappropriate Behavior, but I don't know when it's going to be out. But but look out for me on that. And then all my social media are just at I am Emma Wilman. Okay, cool. Awesome. And so you do acting stuff too? Yes. That's I mean, awesome. I try to. That's so fun. It's all right. I've had some woofs, but this was, I felt really good about this. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week on Shank. Bye.